This is Evan Robb, and I am joined today with Laura Robb. This is the Robb Review Podcast. Welcome, Laura. It's a pleasure to be here, Evan. Of course, one of my very favorite topics. Yeah, I would figure that that's what you would say, but I do know that this actually is an exciting topic for both of us. And for you and I both, it's an exciting time of the year. It's hard to believe that it's 2020 and uh, a new year and lots of challenges and exciting things around the corner and an opportunity to talk today about some things that are very, very important to you and I uh, that has to do with choice, agency, and, and literary taste. So today we want to talk a little bit about the importance of students to have choice in their reading and how that can be empowering and how that can increase student agency uh, and just the general benefits of allowing choice. But to begin with, I have a little funny story to share. And, and you actually remember the story well because you played a role in helping me with the story. So when I was in high school, I had a, uh, a humanities course. And in that course, uh, which was, of course, an, a very rigorous course, or at least uh, the professor thought it was was very rigorous, one of our projects was he would choose a book for us and put it on our desk and we would walk into the class and see what book we had. And we would have to write a book report that was 120th the size of the book. So as you can imagine, you know, I was never a big reader during middle school and not really in high school either. Um, I am really, really hoping to get a small book. And to my, uh, to my surprise, I got How Green Was My Valley. Which, which was a ra rather large book. And to make a book report 120th the size of How Green Was My Valley took a lot of work and uh, actually took a little assistance from you, which I am still very grateful for. Of course, there's no sense whatsoever in justifying a book report to be 120th the size of anything. Absolutely. And, and there's certainly no, uh, no way to get kids excited about reading if they have to walk into a class and wonder what book a teacher is going to stick on their desk and make them read and hold them accountable for. So hopefully those things are not occurring anymore, but unfortunately within the realm of tradition and iconic status of some people who've been in the profession for a long time, uh, these things sometimes do continue. They're harmful to kids and things that we would recommend cease. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of choice, choice for teachers in the books they read aloud, uh, choice for students in their independent reading, and I also believe it is possible to give students uh, modified choice in instructional reading, where you make the initial choice with a librarian, uh, and then you give them an array of books to choose from. But but choice is very empowering, Evan. Yeah, it really is. You know, I, I think especially with kids. You know, when I was one of those kids who was not a a very uh, adventurous reader and, and with minimal interest in reading, the, the way that I ultimately got excited about reading was I found things that had relevance to me and things that I was interested in. And, uh, and I've shared that before. I kind of stumbled along into Ian Fleming's books and became just an avid reader of all the James Bond books because I'd watched the movies and I was really excited to, to read the books. But part of uh, the magic that can happen in the classroom with a really great language arts teacher is helping to find out what kids are interested in and then working um, with the librarian or with the principal, if it's a budgetary issue, to make sure that books are brought into the classroom for kids that kids can can read and right. that they're interested in. Well, and a good way to make that happen is to ask the students 
throughout the year to let you know the books they want to see in their class library. Then check it out with your media specialist. Uh, because, you know, k- kids are reading, the readers, the kids who are reading all the time um, have a lot of ideas that we as teachers don't know. And the other thing that does is it does develop agency when you bring in the books that they suggest because <clears throat> the library becomes theirs um, or ours. You are the, the students and the teacher. It's not just teacher controlled. Yeah, and that absolutely you know increases ownership of of the books in the classroom and increases pride. And, that, and that's a really positive thing. You talk to us a little bit. I know that I'm going to hit you up with a question that's bigger than what we can do in this short little podcast, but helping kids select books that, that are appropriate for them in a way that does not uh, leave a child feeling defeated because they really, really want to read something, but the teacher knows that it might not be the best thing for them to read at this moment. Okay, there are a couple of things that need to happen. Let's just tackle the uh, question the, uh, that you just posed. Uh, I, one thing that is important is if you see a child who's reading in sixth grade uh, on an instructional level, uh, that's about third grade, and they're picking a, a Harry Potter book or you know another book that's really challenging and long, uh, <clears throat> don't take it away from them. But I always like, I like to see what the kids check out and I'll say, you know, that's a great book and I, I, um, I think you should try it, but I'm going to give you three other books to check out as well, because if that's not working for you, then you can choose one of the ones I suggested. Again, saving face and giving choice. But one thing that's very important is we need to teach children how to find a good fit book, Evan. I think we assume by middle school uh, or intermediate grades that they've done this, and it's not true. A lot of classes don't have classroom libraries. A lot of teachers don't allow self-selection of books. So the teacher, I like to create a chart based on what I'm modeling. And some of the things that might be on the chart would be look at the cover, read the title, Look, read the blurb on the back of, of the book or the inside flap. Look at the table of contents, which often have chapter headings. Do those chapter headings interest you? Do you find that you'd like to look at it? If, a, if it has pictures, then look at the pictures and ask yourself the same question. Does that interest you? Let, let, me, let me throw this question at you also. You know, what, what, what can be the role of the teacher to help kids learn about the books that are in their classroom so that they'll make choices. Because you know, sometimes when kids are reluctant readers, they're not likely to dig through all the books to find something that's particularly appealing to them. So there needs to be some other ways that they can hear about uh, good books, you know, that something that might interest them and then something that they might want to in turn read. Okay. There are a couple of ways of coming at that. You can book talk new additions to your class library. You can have students do monthly book talks about the books they've read, which, you know, if you have 25 kids and, uh, and they hear, hear 25 book talks a month, uh, in, in two or three months, you're going to be exposed to a lot of different books. The other thing that I think is important is as 
uh, you order books at the beginning of the year and halfway through, and you're, you know, you're getting 100 books, 125 books added to your library. Let the students organize them. And usually we organize libraries by genre and put them in teams and have them handle the books and talk about the books and ask you questions so that they are familiar with the collection and what's going into it. The other thing is, Uh, Every two weeks, I suggest teachers feature an author, a genre, a topic, um, a favorite of students, and put put the books around the room under the chalkboard. I line them up on the teacher's desk, on top of a bookshelf, on a windowsill. The the book the room should scream. Here are some great books. Look at them. And I think you know the other thing that's important is is the role of the teacher and the administrator to make sure that they are modeling reading to students and that they are also celebrating and sharing the books that they're reading. And and it's absolutely you know I know as as principal I'm certainly very very interested at times to read books that are YA lit, and I can read those books and I can share those books with students in the building and they can see, wow, you know, the principal of the building is reading this book and this is what he says it's about. So maybe, you know, maybe I want to read that book too. Absolutely. And teachers can do that as well. You want to come at it from many different avenues so that we, we, you know, one set of choices might not resonate with a group of students, but another uh, will. And A lot of times, if I have students who are striving readers reading far below grade level, um, I will go to the library with them and and maybe pull 10 books and say, give these a look and let me know if you find two or three that you think you'd like to read. I want to give you one question, and we don't have a lot of time, so you're going to have to be short with your response. It's a question you could talk a long, long time on, and it kind of goes like this. Um, sometimes when we talk about choice and reading, we're focusing a lot on elementary schools and we're talking, we're, we're focused a lot on middle schools. But so, many times when kids go into high school, suddenly they're all reading the same book in a particular class. You know, a classic book in ninth grade English, let's see, To Kill a Mockingbird. What, what needs to happen for our students who are not grade level readers to be able to continue to develop as readers at high school? How can we bring choice into high school classrooms? Okay, so you have that required book. You have to Uh, Google uh, contemporary uh, YA books that connect in theme to To Kill a Mockingbird or whatever the title is, and you'll get a list. And then go down and talk to your librarian, pull the books, read some, ask your librarian what she thinks, make sure they're on a range of readability that reflects the range in your classroom. And in addition to To Kill a Mockingbird, invite students to read two to three extra books. I core this the core book and related contemporary books. That's really interesting. And look, that's something that we'll talk about further in additional podcasts in the future. We are coming to a close to the Rob Review podcast. Really enjoy talking with you today, Laura, and really enjoy communicating a very powerful message. I know something that's very important to you, but it's equally important to me, which is the power of choice and how choice increases student agency and increases literary taste of our students as they hopefully all work to become more more interested readers and better readers. Absolutely, Evan. When the teacher gave you that book, you had no choice. Uh, and that was not a way to develop your literary taste. You had to find that pathway on your own. Indeed, I did. Thanks, Laura, for spending some time with the Rob Review podcast today. Look forward to having another discussion shortly on the Rob Review podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Evan.